Hey, real quick, before we get into the podcast, I want to let you know about some programming announcements regarding making the call and our NFL coverage going into this season. Gosh, I can't believe football is back. I'm so excited. Uh, starting next week, we are going to be moving to Monday night podcast on Twitch, Tuesday morning and podcast form onto your feeds on either Spotify or Apple. So join us every Monday evening, right before the uh, start of the Monday night football games, we're going to be breaking down the, 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 that week's action in the NFL. And then that will be coming out in podcast form on Tuesday morning. So that's when you can expect our podcast each week during the NFL season. Also a new thing that we're breaking out this year, uh, put it on socials, uh, on Tuesday. So you probably already saw it there, but I'm going to let you know here at the top of the podcast every week during the NFL season, we will be hosting a Twitter space immediately following the conclusion of the noon slate of games. So around three o'clock, um, make sure you're following us at making the call one on Twitter. We're going to be going live. We're going to be talking about the noon games, talking about fantasy breakouts, uh, talking about what we can expect in the upcoming three o'clock slate, really just digesting, you know, the, the first three hours of the NFL, um, slate on, on that Sunday. And so we're going to kick that off this Sunday, September the 11th, around three o'clock. You can find us in our Twitter space. If you've never been in one of those before, I'd highly, highly recommend it. It's going to be a lot of fun. The best thing about those is it's a lot more, um, a lot more casual. It's it's not as formal as a as an official podcast. We're going to be able to bring listeners up to speak, to join the conversation, and engage with us here at Making the Call. And so we're going to be adding that to our NFL coverage this year. I could not be more excited about it. So that's just a few programming notes coming up on the podcast. Myself, Rosie, and Trent, we get you ready for football season. We start with fine tuning our division predictions that we made with all of our division preview pods in the month of August. We go through that and then we used, we use those division predictions to predict the playoffs for each, the AFC and the NFC. Cause historically there's about a 50% turnover year over year. So we predict who are going to be the playoff teams going in at the end of this season. And then we get you ready for week one. We've got a lot of games to preview. We give our picks. Who's going to cover the spread. Who's going to win outright as an underdog, some player props that we like. If you want to enter in a sleeper squad contest, um, that is all coming up right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. The NFL is back. We are here to preview week one. Uh, first, before we get into that, we're going to be fine-tuning our division predictions as well as predicting uh, all 14 playoff teams. Uh, we're kind of basically taking the division predictions that we did throughout the entire month of August, making any final adjustments to them before they become the real deal. I've got myself, Rosie, and Trent with me today uh guys i guess yeah let's just start with the division predictions um so we all have them here in our outline i guess we can just start with the way that we went through them in the month of august so we'll start with the east divisions the afc east you've got the we had the bills one and then the dolphins the patriots and the jets um does anyone want to change any any of you know that that one through four that we came up with in early august <clears throat> So we get we get one change across so, the entire league. Yeah, so it might be it might be good for me to explain the rules first. <laughs> yeah. So we each get one veto, just one overruling. That I'm planting my flag on this, and this is what we're going with, and no one else can say otherwise. Um, if any of us wants to make a change, then we got to get majority on it in order to um, in order to change it without using your veto. So the veto is just like if you get overruled, you can pull out that veto card and then you can change it however you want. Um, but based on this bills, dolphins, Patriots, jets, 
What do we think? I'm really souring on the Patriots. I, souring? Yeah. I I wasn't it's a big super word. high on them before. <laughs> souring? <laughs> Since when? <laughs> <laughs> we need some okay. uh, Sour Patch Kids for Trent over here. Watermelon, please. Mm. So you're sour. So, anyways, you're souring on the Patriots. Yeah, the offensive line looks really rough. The cornerback room looks horrible. They got a bunch of jags at receiver. I like Mac Jones, okay, but this is the creme de la creme. They got Matt Patricia calling the plays, <laughs> so <laughs> I think they need not to just move Matt down Patricia. To the they also brought back Joe Judge. Oh snap! <laughs> so it only gets better. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I want to put him at the very bottom. Ooh. So just flip-flop the Jets and the Pats? Yep. Okay, I mean... It's hard betting against Belichick. I don't, think I, can, I don't think I can get there. Not with Belichick. Yeah. I have no problem with it. <clears throat> really? Okay. Yeah. I, 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 everything Rosie said is accurate. So... Okay. I Damn, think the only words. I think the only reason they are we have them at third right now is because of Belichick. Yep. But well, yeah. They're the team itself is kind of not great. Mac Jones is fine. He's going to be a great Kirk Cousins one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, our our friend Colt is not going to like the start of this podcast. <laughs> we just picked his Patriots to finish dead last in the division. Do we? Oh, he was a Tampa fan now. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up and we we'll keep moving. But I'm curious the last time the Patriots finished dead last in the division. Um, but I'm Jeez. overruled here. It's been ages. So we're we're making that switch. So the the final AFC East prediction is Bills, Dolphins, Jets, and Patriots. So um, just to be just to be clear, is this? Uh the Patriots are bad or the Jets aren't as bad as we thought move. Yes. Okay. I agree. <laughs> I think the Jets are, are, the Jets are a little better than we give them credit for. And I think the Patriots are, they have Bill Belichick. So they're never going to be guaranteed to be fourth, but their team is not very good. So I, so the last time the Patriots finished last in their division, was actually back when there were five teams in each division. And it was <laughs> the year 2000. It was actually Bill Belichick's first year as head coach for the Patriots. And they finished dead last. They were 5-11. and 11. Pre-9-11. Wow. Yeah. So it's been 22 years since what we just said is going to happen happened. So just I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> uh, moving on to the NFC East. Previously, so you're saying they're had... due. Exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is the last year of Bill Belichick as head coach of the Patriots, and it just kind of bookends his time there. Starts off last place, ends last place, and then you just forget about everything in, in, in between. <laughs> A nice five Super Bowl sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving Brett on to the horrible. <laughs> yeah. we had We had the Eagles winning this division. Cowboys coming in second, Giants third, and Commanders fourth. I honestly wouldn't change a thing about this. I think this is spot on. 
Uh, I'm rocking my cowboy shirt here if you're watching us on on the stream right now. Uh, but I know they went out and they signed 40-year-old Jason Peters to fill the injury uh, the injury at left tackle from Tyron Smith. I know that's something that has never happened before, Tyron Smith being out with an injury. But uh, their solution for that is to get a 40-year-old, uh, which might be fine. But all that to say, I have no problem with this division. I think it's the order we have it, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, is the way it's going to shake out. Does anyone want to change anything? I'm good. I'm good. If I were to change something, it would just be me being, you know, a thorn and putting the Giants over the Cowboys. Oh, come on. But that's not, I don't, I'm not going to do that. Okay, good. That's, I like, I like this podcast. I like being on it. So I'm just going <laughs> <laughs> to. But if it home. does, ha- okay, if it does happen, I mean, you know where to come. Dak Prescott hasn't lost to the Giants since uh, his rookie season. That's interesting. Didn't know that. Obama was president the last time he lost to the Giants. Come on, Daniel Jones. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so moving on to the North. We'll start with the AFC. We had the Ravens winning this division, followed by the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers. Um. I'm going to, we'll see if I need to use my veto on it, but I want to flip flop the Browns and the Steelers. I think Steelers are third and the Browns are fourth. Cause I think we did this podcast before the Deshaun Watson ruling. So that is one thing I'd like to change. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I've been warming on the Steelers. Kenny Pickett looks pretty good. I don't think that they're going to be a playoff team, but how, how many games do you think Trubisky plays before Pickett comes in? If any, Ooh. let me look at the schedule. Yeah, that's sorry. I should have prepared you guys for that question. That just no, came. No, no, it's a, time. it's a good question. Um, I was ultimately, I was trying to see when their bye week was right after the bills a... game, which is October 9th. And it's their fifth game. That that's when, the, that's not when their bye week is, but you're saying that's when they're going to make the switch. Yeah. So Trubisky is only going to make it five games. You think yeah, so? I, I think that Kenny Pickett has shown enough to where he's going to be the guy pretty soon. Yeah, but I also think that the Steelers aren't really in any rush. Like they're, they're not a, they're a franchise that they, they are very patient and it seems like everything they do. And I, I think mean, it would, Trubisky would have to play terrible for to see Kenny Pickett this year. Like just, Outside of like weeks fourteen through this year, what, they got eighteen weeks now. Nineteen, hmm. I don't know. Twenty-four. The, the last quarter, yeah, the last quarter of the season. Outside of that, I I don't see Kenny Pickett making any kind of appearance, unless Trubisky gets hurt. So, after the Bills game, which is week five, Rosie. So their first five games are at the Bengals, home versus the Patriots, at the Browns, home versus the Jets, and at the Bills. I mean, they could they could easily be three and two through the first five weeks, right? Beating the Patriots, Browns, and the Jets. I don't know if they make the switch right then. Yeah, I just think that Mitch will lose some games for him, so I think it'll be Maybe. pretty rough. And then I mean, when the Bills stop on them, then I think that's going to be the point where they're going to want to make a switch. See, I think, I don't know. I, 
I tend I tend to kind of take the easy route on this and and just look at when the bye week is and they have their bye week after week eight. Uh, so we just went through their first five games and then they they're home against Tampa at Miami and at Philadelphia, and then they have a bye and then they come out of the bye back to back home games against the Saints and the Bengals. I think that's when you could. I think that's when I'm going to expect them to make the switch, I, if they I even make it. That if they didn't think they were a playoff team, then yeah, you're right about the buy. But I think that they do think they're a playoff team, and I don't think that Mitch is very good. And so I think you're going to see some L's, even against the Browns. Is that a home game or a? It's on the road. Yeah, I can see. But I mean, come on, Jacoby Brissett. Like, say what you want about Mitch. They have a really good roster, though. So I, I, I can just see Mitch throwing like three interceptions, three pick sixes. <laughs> the Jameis special. Yeah. Um, It'd be his okay. first pick uh, six of his career. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Has so what do you think? What do you think is more likely? Trubisky plays the whole season, or Kenny Pickett comes in before the bye week. So in the first eight weeks. Kenny Pickett. I don't think Trubisky think plays the whole Yeah, I don't think Trubisky plays the whole season. Interesting. I think they okay. I think they get I think they give Pickett it like if they're out of playoff contention by week whatever, I think they give him the last couple of games. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess I just I feel differently. But it, if they, it, it if wouldn't they surprise are, me if if they are in playoff contention, then I don't think we see Kenny Pickett at all. I think I think we see Trubisky until they fall off a cliff. That could very well be week five. Yeah. But who knows? I just I don't yeah, I don't know. I I I I think I just feel differently about it. It would not surprise me if Trubisky played the whole year whether they were in the playoffs or not. Um just because I think the Steelers are they're they're going to be willing to take their time with with Pickett, um, yeah. and they're not just going to feed him to the wolves for the sake of getting their young guy in there. Because I mean, a lot of the times when you see teams, you know, thrust in their rookie quarterback before he's ready, it's when either the coach isn't certain about his job security or the GM isn't certain about his job security. And I think Mike Tomlin and the GM and and Pittsburgh, they they're not worried about that. I mean. Pittsburgh has had what two head coaches in the last like 40 years. Um, so I just, I don't know. It, it wouldn't surprise me if Trubisky played the whole year, um, but I guess we'll see. So we all agree. We're flip-flopping making the Steelers third and the Browns fourth in this division. Yeah. Fine okay. with me. Okay. Let's go to, to y'all's division, the NFC North. Um, we had the Vikings winning it followed by the Lions, and then the Packers, and then the Bears. So I've gotten a lot of hate for my Lions love this year. And here's another argument I'll, I'll throw into the fire. is Jared Goff is playing for his career this year. I mean, if, if the Vikings have another abysmal season, they're drafting a quarterback round one, and Jared Goff is done. Like, there's – like – no sugarcoating at all. Jared Goff is done this year if he has another terrible year. So he's going to be playing desperate every single week, and I, I just think that favors the Lions. 
So I, I'm fine with how this division is. I know there's a lot of people that don't like me having the Packers in third. Andrew, especially, probably. But I, I'm I'm good with where I'm at. And Aaron Rodgers jinxed himself on Joe Rogan last week. So What did he say? He said he hasn't had he hasn't had knee issues since 2016. The man said that publicly. <laughs> so we'll see. But well, it's I, probably with all the the psychedelics he's taken on the field. Yeah, it probably, probably masks all the the knee pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so you're fine with keeping the Lions at second, followed by the Packers and the Bears. And I will I will gladly get crucified for this at the end of the season. I have no regrets picking the Lions over the Packers. Zero. Rosie, I'm going to guess that you agree. No, there's no way, man. <laughs> I feel like that's not even the most controversial part. I feel like having the Vikings first is... I've seen a lot of, like talking heads be like oh yeah the vikings are pretty good they could change things around this year first time head coach first time gm they weren't very good last year i just Did you see the quote from um oh andrew you sent this to me today it was from a former coordinator on mike zimmer staff are you pulling it up trent yeah i am okay but anyways keep going rosie i just there's no way they're Former a former coordinator <clears throat> predicts immediate success for the 2022 Vikings because, and this coach says, the devil is gone. Satan is out of the building. <laughs> Golly, Talk, talking about Mike Zimmer. So that's just that's just kind of the, the the like this whole article I read it was talking about the toxicity that Mike Zimmer brought to that locker room last year, and how nobody wanted to play for him, and basically it was Kirk Cousins versus the coaching staff. And Kirk was just trying to rally the guys to actually, you know, show up and play. And they were playing for Kirk, not for the coach. Like, they hated the coach. They wanted him out. I mean, I think that it was a good move for sure. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be good for the future. I just don't see how you can turn around and be first in this division right away. I mean, I'd, to me, I, I, I think the most controversial thing in our rankings was having the Lions ahead of the Packers, not the Vikings winning it. And... I agree. It makes me nervous because now it feels like everyone is on the Vikings now. And it feels a lot like last year where kind of the sleeper dark horse darling going in the season was the chargers. And I was like, Oh, look out for the chargers. And then they just like went and missed the playoffs. Now I, it's not, it's not apples to apples, but I don't know. I, I feel much worse about having the lions ahead of the Packers. And I do having the Vikings ahead of the Packers. <laughs> Because if I think I, the Vikings are a better team and just getting rid of Mike Zimmer is going to do wonders for that for that team. And their defense can't be worse. They could not be worse. Well, and they went out and they, they stole Zadarius Smith from the Packers. Yeah. So that's not only you know that's not and only they get, getting your they opponent get, to be worse, you're also getting better in, and you know, Daniel Hunter is back. For he now. Missed, yeah, for now. Exactly. He's like the Christian McCaffrey of defensive ends, but <laughs> I think they classified him as an outside linebacker in the depth chart. Yeah, kind of, that's like um, Demarcus Khalil Ware. Mack. Oh yeah, and him. That's what he. That's what he's technically. Uh, he's an outside linebacker. So Rosie, you would have Packers first. If I were to choose, 
I'd have Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears. I think the Lions have a better roster than the Vikings do. Okay, if I were to choose, I would totally do... Totally unbiased. <laughs> I would do Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. No change for me. We're just going to be split. <laughs> I guess we're leaving it. Wait. Wait, hold on. Bright so, side is, bright side is one of us is going to be right. That's true. true. So, <laughs> so well, as long as the Bears are, <laughs> yeah, as long as, which I think that's that's kind of. A, <laughs> I think that's the one thing I'm most co- confident about in all of our rankings is the Bears finishing last in the North. They look so bad, man. I, <laughs> I like them to finish last in the NFL. Yeah. Whatever the odds are for first pick in the draft, like I, I think I mean I think the Bears have the best odds, so that's not a surprise. But, um, okay, so Trent and I both think it should be the Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. Nope. No. Vikings, Lions, Packers, Bears. Didn't you say? Yeah, that's Vikings, what we were saying Packers. earlier. Oh, I thought you said Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. Oh no, I do think it should be Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. And I think it should be Vikings, Lions, Packers, Bears. Uh, okay. No change. <laughs> well, trying to decide if I want to use my veto on this or not. Let me look. Oh, at I'll the use other. mine too. There's. <laughs> You've already used yours. Don't even try it. You guys have both already used yours. We got to move on. No, we didn't when? veto. We we changed picks. That's uh, not vetoing. It wasn't vetoing a veto. It was majority. Someone else. I didn't know that's oh. how this worked. I would have voted against Rosie then. Let making me see. Me, I'm looking at the other divisions veto. to see if I would. Okay, I'll no. I'll, I'm gonna save mine. Um, so we're leaving at the same Vikings, Lions, Packers, Bears. I just, I'm sorry, I can't see the Lions finishing ahead of the Packers. I can. If Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, I I can't see. <laughs> I can't see the yeah. Other Trent, than that, Trent said that's gonna happen. So. Okay, well, because Trent every night before bed he gets out his Aaron Rodgers rag doll and you know <laughs> starts poking at it. <laughs> I actually uh, like Aaron Rodgers. Moving on. Uh, He's an interesting, <laughs> interesting guy. Moving on to the AFC West. We had the Chargers, the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Broncos as the order here. This is the division that I feel least confident about just about every team that I just listed off in terms of where yep. they're going to finish. Yep. Um, what do we think? I Chiefs might got to go over the Raiders. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chiefs ahead of the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think people were down on. I think I was drinking the rosy Kool Aid with Devontae Adams. I think they're going to be good. I mean, again, I think all these teams can make the playoffs. But what if they do? What if all three wild card teams come out of the West? I don't. I don't see it. But we're we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Um. Okay, so we want to put the Chiefs ahead of the Raiders. So Chargers, yeah. Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. See, si, okay. senor. Could I talk y'all into putting the Chiefs first in the division? No way. No. No way. Not a chance. Nope. Not even a chance. Wow. For one, Justin Herbert is the best quarterback in this division. Whoa. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And two, I mean, they have the best team. Well, what, what are you gonna say, Trent? What are you gonna say? He's Put the wrong. headband on. Give me. He's not wrong. 
Give me James Winston with the headband. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> I was hoping that I was hoping that was going to stay in in our uh, in our coverage from last year. Not going to make it over this year. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Justin Herbert is not better than Patrick Mahomes. He it was is. last year. You, you, no, he wasn't. Yes, he was. <laughs> According to what? According to Rosie, what he said go. Well, how how do you want to measure it? Um, let's see. Mahomes made the playoffs. <laughs> Super Bowl wins. <laughs> <laughs> Mahomes made it to the AFC Championship game. Okay, so in the, the last week of the season to the Raiders. I'm gonna sit here and eat my pizza, and y'all duke this one out. <laughs> That's a team. The quarterback uh, is the most important position. I know, and he's the only, Herbert was the only one keeping them in in those games. But I am Herbert has not looked bad all year. Last year, Patrick Mahomes did. I'm waiting for you. Patrick Mahomes did not look bad all year last year. He looked bad for about a four week stretch. At the it was like last half of the season he did not look very good and in the playoffs yet, against uh the Bengals, he looked horrible yeah like, second half of the really Bengals, bad. but i mean herbert didn't have that chance he was sitting at home okay well i mean the chiefs had a better team last year and this year they don't i oh my gosh man i just i'm not ready to crown Herbert, I mean, because in my opinion, I think Mahomes is the best quarterback on the face of the planet. I'm not ready to just hand the reins of that title to to Herbert. And he's made, I mean, he's looked really good, but I need to see more from him. I need to see it. Like I need a larger sample size here. I don't, I've seen all I need to see. Wow. I, I could not disagree more. I just, Okay. Well, we'll see how this take ages for one of us is going to be right. Looking back uh, at this year. Um, I think, I think you have a chance to see a nuclear season from Mahomes this season. Absolutely. No way with Ty without Tyreek. I just, without Tyreek, he's going to take a step back from last year. He's not going to be a bad quarterback for sure, but he's, he's shown a weakness. Teams have exploited it. Justin Herbert doesn't have weakness. That's the facts. I don't know if I would say that he, I don't, I don't know if I would say, I, I don't know if I was, I would go as far to say Mahomes showed a weakness. I think it was just defenses adjusted to him because they know he would prefer to chunk the ball downfield. What, Andy, I, what are you drinking? Topo Chico. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Basic as hell right there. Saying Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league and drinking Tobo Chico wearing a Cowboys jersey. You could not be more basic. I'm with Rosie on this one. <laughs> the man's got a point. You may you may be right, but the man's got a point. I just I didn't I did not expect to have to defend Mahomes. I, I felt like it was kind of a kind of a consensus opinion that Mahomes was, if not the greatest, like top two or three in the league. Oh yeah. He's top. He's top 30 for sure. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, we're trolling now. Um, 
So we made some changes. So we're doing Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. Correct. Everyone yeah, good yep. with that? Yep. Okay. NFC West. We had the Rams, 49ers, Cardinals, and Seahawks. Um, my spicy take here. I, I, I'm not even sure if I fully believe it. Golly, it's not spicy. Just say it. Flip-flopping the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Okay, maybe it is spicy. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is not where I thought this conversation was headed. You got coffee from all that spice. <laughs> wow. You just had a mango habanero wing. <laughs> okay. All right, continue. I- I'm listening. My ears are open. <laughs> I just... The Seahawks, they lose Russell Wilson, which obviously is not ideal, right? You lose your franchise quarterback. Right. But I think we would all agree that the Cardinals had the strangest offseason of any team in the league. And I'm just, I'm waiting for all the bad juju around the Cardinals to catch up to them. Like all the stuff with Kyler Murray, the stuff with his contract, you know, whatever you think about Cliff Kingsbury. They go and trade for, you know, Marquise Brown to just bring the average height further down on that roster. They're without DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games with the PED suspension. I just, I think I said it. They're bad. Did the Cardinals get worse in the offseason? I would. Because I say no. I don't think they got better. Yeah, but. I would agree. I mean, if the you Seahawks. include the uh, six-game suspension for Hopkins, then yeah, they might have gotten a tick worse. But like bringing in Marquise Brown and Trey McBride, I feel like that's not bad. You know, I I don't see them doing as well as last year. But there's there's no way they lose to the Seahawks with Geno Smith, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think there is. There's going to be this, and, and again, I, I preface this take by saying I, I'm not 100% there yet. It's just, I've as I've been thinking about it more, and every year there's these, there's these weird seasons that these teams have where you look back and you're like, man, we felt so differently about them before the year, and then here's how they ended up. And after everything around the Cardinals over these past you know five months, it wouldn't surprise me if they were the team where you look back and like, how did the Cardinals with Kyler Murray go five and 12 this year? That wouldn't surprise me. Like I, I said it back whenever we were doing the West, the West divisions that I don't know what the odds are, but I kind of like Cardinals to be a top five pick at the end of this season. I just don't see, I think that I'm with you. All this bad juju is not going to be good, but that's where you're talking about an eight and nine team, and that's disappointing enough. See, but their schedule is hard, man. I mean, they're playing. Not only are they in the NFC West, they're also playing the AFC West, and then the NFC South are their two divisions that they have to play. <laughs> so they play one good team. No, they're playing the AFC West. They're playing the Chiefs, Chargers, oh, Broncos, Raiders. I thought you said. And then the NFC South, they're playing one good team. Well, but then they got to play the, I mean, the Saints might be frisky. I mean, we'll see about Carolina with Baker. Yeah. 
I don't know. Well, I, I'm gonna, uh, uh, can I say my change? Because it was in yeah. this. Uh, it was in the. I'm going to swap the 49ers and Rams. You think 49ers win the division? I think 49ers win the division. I'm really worried about Make your case. Stafford. Really worried about that elbow of his. Shoulder, isn't it? That's his arm. Whatever it is. <laughs> Somewhere between his neck and his fingers. Yeah. It's, it's very troublesome to me. I think the 49ers have the best roster in the league. And they're and they also have the biggest question mark in the league and their quarterback. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And then we'll, Rosie's just coming back now, so we'll pretend this never happened. <laughs> okay, so so we all think so. Are we? So we're keeping it the way it is. Rams, 49ers, Cardinals, Seahawks. No, no, no. I'm moving the 49ers over the Rams. Just because of the Stafford injury. And the Rams have the hardest schedule in the league this year. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm a little worried about the Rams. I'm going to use my veto, though. What's your veto? Well, I think it's going to be Rams over the Niners. Uh, I never get anything... uh... (laughs) I can see it. I mean, Trent, you can use your veto and then I'll be the tiebreaker. I don't care. Actually, yeah, let's do it. Let's make it interesting. Veto. (laughs) Okay. So Trent wants the 49ers to be first and Rosie wants the Rams to be first. Right? I'm siding with Trent. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, I think this. I think the Stafford shoulder is concerning. Yeah. I think there was a time in the off season where I was high on, you know, Cam Akers, just from like a fancy standpoint. But coming off of an Achilles, is concerning. Um, they had a historic season from Cooper Cup last year, winning the Triple Crown, and I think we all agree that they needed like every single one of those performances from Cooper cup to do what they did both in the regular season and the playoffs. So if you just expect just a, a small amount of regression from Cooper cup production, even if you get a bump in Allen Robinson as your number two guy, I, I'm also, I'm, I'm kind of buying the Trey Lance Kool-Aid. I, I can't believe that I'm there, but I, I agree with Trent 49ers have an insane roster. So if you just get average quarterback play from Trey Lance, then they've got the pieces around him to succeed. So I I would just bet on Stafford over Trey Lance as a quarterback. I but would bet I see on it. healthy Stafford. Yeah. I think that he's healthy enough. And see, but if you're already quote unquote healthy enough before the season even starts after getting hit though. by after getting hit by Bosa a couple times, like I think the one thing that would turn me in the 49ers' favor is that Shanahan kind of owns McVay, except in that one playoff game. But you you can tell every time McVay plays Shanahan, he's like, he has a hard time. He has, yeah, Shanahan has his number. Yeah. Um, McVay is like panicking sure the whole time. So I, it's just, 
the Rams roster is better and I like Lance, but I, I don't mind this. Okay. So we're going with 49ers, Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks as the order here. Um, let's move to the South. We had the Colts winning this division. Wait, so I'll get my veto back. Uh, sure. Yeah, why not? Because I want just because we don't follow the rules, anyways. So yeah, We're, the rules are made up. I mean, it's it's our game. So um, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's made up, and the points don't matter. Uh, we had the Colts winning this division, followed by the Titans, the Jaguars, and the Texans. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start off with I want to use a veto in this dis- in this division. And that is putting the Jaguars over the Titans. <laughs> There's no freaking way. Oh, man. Uh, no, the Titans are going to be first in this division. I guarantee it. Colts are overrated. They're overrated as heck. <laughs> Matt Ryan has a noodle arm. This is your unbiased uh, opinion there, Rosie Tannehill. Rosemary. I'm going to grab another piece of pizza. You guys have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to need you for a tiebreaker, Trent. <laughs> Listen, in Vrabel, we trust. Vrabel is probably one of the best coaches in the league right now. He'll get it done. He got it done last year without A.J. Brown. And now, honestly, they probably have a better offense than they did last year. He got it done against Urban Meyer, Carson Wentz, and the Texans. Not true. They beat the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. They lost to the Jets. <laughs> that that game shouldn't have counted though. That that was there was one really bad call that ruined the game for the Titans. But I'm just, like I'm just saying they to, beat the best to six teams. or something. And you're gonna blame it on one call? <laughs> they scored six points. I think it was higher than that. But um, is that not the game? Am I thinking of a different game? So you're just gonna completely throw out the Bills and Chiefs game like they weren't the best? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm just saying like if you're gonna pull out like one to two games to prove your point, I'm gonna do the same. <laughs> Well, I just think that the Titans at their worst, I guess they did have Derrick Henry still, but the Titans at their worst were good enough to beat the Chiefs and the Bills. And they swept the Colts last year. Who's uh, who's catching passes for the Titans this year? You know, Bobby Trees, baby. Okay, so you have Robert Woods, who's like 30, coming off an ACL. Traylon Burks. And... The rookie potential. wide receiver that has had the most negative, uh, like media attention of all the rookie hey, wide receivers. Jamar Chase couldn't see the football last last year. Yeah, so that's true. But Tannehill is not Joe no Burrow. Man. He was. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, Joe Burrow wasn't anything special until last year. Yeah, it was the second season. Yeah, I guess. Can I, I just think what, that like if, you're eight or nine. If the Titans like can that. win with throwing the ball to guys like Marcus Johnson and Nick Westbrook Aquina and without Derrick Henry and they can get the number one seed in the AFC, I think that that says way more than, you know, losing to the Jets once last year and losing AJ Brown. They also lost to the, to the Texans. Well, division games are hard, man. I think the Colts know that. No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I Colts can't step foot in a the pool stadium. 
with the Jags. Okay. Trent, you you chime in here. Do you see the Titans overtaking the Colts in this division? Mm, no. I don't. Because I don't see Derrick Henry playing a full season. And I just I I can't get there with Robert Woods and Traylon Burks. And you're forgetting about my guy, KP. You're right. Kyle Phillips. I'm, yeah. I'm, You'll know his name. Don't worry. He's, okay. He sounds like someone who comes and sets up your uh, fiber optic internet. <laughs> hey, thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle Phillips. <laughs> oh, you'll know. You'll know KP. Uh, well, there's there's one KP that I you know knew uh, from a from a professional athlete standpoint, and I was not a fan of him. So I don't know what that's to say. But um, so you have the Titans finishing first, followed by the Colts, and then the Jags and the Texans. And I've got the Colts finishing first, followed by the Jags, and then the Titans, and then the Texans. So you think the number one seed in the AFC last year is going to finish behind the Jags? Yes. (laughs) I I do. I feel like that's a real, real hot take. I think that we, we talked about it with the Vikings going from Mike Zimmer to Kevin O'Connell and like just the, the extra bump that getting a new head coach in there, what that can do to a locker room. I think this is different though. The Vikings have veteran players. No, absolutely. Yeah. But if, if you think Mike Zimmer was toxic, the Jacks are going from urban Meyer. Yeah. But how many games did they win last year? The lions went from, Patricia to Dan Campbell and lost more games. Yeah, but I feel much better about, I feel much better about Trevor Lawrence taking a step this year than Jared Goff for the lions. I can't get there with either of you guys to be completely honest with you. (laughs) I mean, the the Colts have an MVP quarterback last time they did that. They won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, you talk about bad juju with the Cardinals. I don't know if that's true. Just, you're just know. overlooking like the entire Andrew Luck era of Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a blink. <laughs> it was what? Four seasons? Five seasons? Five, I, I just five think the Jags have yeah. really bad juju too. Like they drafted, um, can't remember his name. Their number Trayvon one overall Walker. Pick. Yeah, Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson. That's going to bite them in the That butt. was a mistake. <laughs> yeah it was and everybody knew it and and they they um they paid christian kirk an exorbitant amount of money for him mm-hmm. to be a number three option at least they have a wide receiver in that you know in that locker room <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just got to pay him a lot of money to move to jacksonville so i just think that they've had some bad juju too i don't think they had a very good draft and I'm going to use my veto and keep it how it is. Okay, well, I did not prepare for a triple veto on what we <laughs> would do. <laughs> you already use yours. Yours work, Trent. You don't get yours any, anymore. What was mine? Oh, yeah. Yours the was the 49ers over about. the Rams. Oh. Although I'm fine with keeping it how it is. I, I don't like get these probably. All right. All right. Fine. We'll, we'll keep it how it is. Fair. Colts, Titans, Jags, Texans. Yep. 
Okay. Finally, we have the NFC South. We have the Bucks, followed by the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons. I said it at the time. I'll say it again. I still think the Saints should be ahead of the Panthers, maybe even ahead of the Bucks. But I'll settle for second place in the division. Do you all want to change anything, or do you want to leave it as is? I'd give it to you. I'd give it to you too. Oh, it, it really depends on what Baker. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Baker, and if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy. If Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, he's the best player in the league. So, yeah, that never hurts your odds. No, I mean if he's uh, I mean yeah, he's the ultimate. If if he's on the field, they're a completely different team. Which not many teams can say that about their running back outside of maybe the Titans with Derrick Henry, but Saints um, too though. Saints with Camara, yeah. Um, which is it's looking like he's going to play the whole season. His suspension's yep. not going to come until next year. From everything well, that I've been seeing. What did I miss? You missed the the pending suspension for Camara. What would he do? Dude, beat the crap out of a guy in a bar. Yeah, nice. he's he probably had it coming. Yeah. So, but um, but it looks like that the decision from that court case isn't going to come until like well into the season towards the end of the season. So in terms of like fantasy implications with Kamara, you, you don't really need to worry about that. Um, okay. Here's the key question then. Who's going to be better Baker or Jameis? Here's what better. I'll say about that. Let me, I think the saints are going to be more careful with Jameis as far as only letting him run specific plays. I think Matt Rule is going to turn Baker loose. And I think he's a wild card. So I think the safer play is probably Jameis, but it very well could be Baker. That's exactly how I feel about it. Hmm. And I think if Baker is better than the Panthers yeah, I win. agree. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. That's Gosh, fair. We are not we we suck at disagreeing with each other. <laughs> the last we just had it. the whole Jags versus <laughs> Titans versus Colts versus Rams 49ers. I mean Yeah, I guess. All right. Continue. Rosie right. said he hates Patrick Mahomes. Like it's just Yeah, but I I'm with him on that. Well, I don't hate him. I just don't You're fake news, right. Andrew. Yeah. They said Herbert <laughs> was better. Okay, so are we moving the Saints ahead? So we're doing Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons? Yeah, I have no problem with it. Okay. So we'll make that change. We'll get these posted. These are our official division predictions. Now let's go into the playoffs real quick. Um, Historically, there's roughly a 50% turnover in playoff teams from year to year. Uh, So we'll go through the 14 teams from last year and we'll try to pick which five to eight teams, give or take, um, we're going to replace. So, the 14 teams last year in the NFC, you had the Titans, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, the Raiders, the Patriots, and the Steelers. In the NFC, you had Green Bay, Tampa, Dallas, the Rams, the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Eagles. Um, I kind of tried to get us started on this a little bit. I thought that I, I kind of thought these three teams were locks. I had the Bills, the Bucks, and the Rams. I don't think the Rams are a lock. I, yeah. Again, I think Injury. 
they will be number one in that division. They're not a lock, though. I can see them falling apart. Yeah, if you held a gun to my head and say, are the Rams a playoff team? I'd say yes. But I don't I don't think I can call them a lock. Okay. So we've got so are we only saying the two locks? Can we put Kansas City in there as a lock? No. No, I don't think you can. I think that I, I don't think you can put anyone in that division as a lock. Yeah. Too much change, hardest division we've ever seen. Okay. Um, so are only two locks the Bills and the Bucks? I'll give yep. you the bucks. I'm not thrilled with it, but I'll give it to you. Okay. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's got to age eventually, right? <laughs> no. I mean, are we sure? On. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got the Bills, and we've got the Bucks. So that's two. So we need twelve more playoff teams. Um, <laughs> other teams. So returning teams based on winning the division. So teams that made it last year that we say we're gonna they're gonna make it this year because they're winning the division according to our predictions. We have the 49ers, the Eagles, the that's it. 49ers and the Eagles. Um are we cool with that based since we have them winning the division in our predictions? Yep. Yep. Okay. So we got the 49ers and the Eagles. I'm just writing this down so I can keep track. Um other division winners, so these are these are new timers because they didn't make it last year. We've got the Vikings, the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Colts. So we got the Vikings in the NFC. And then we've got the Chargers, the Ravens, and the Colts. Okay. So we're get we're getting there. We've got eight teams right now. Four in the AFC, four in the I NFC. I don't think the Colts or the Vikings are gonna make it. We have them winning the division. I know. I rule. I don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> I, I just want to make my voice known as an opposition. But continue. <laughs> okay. So we have we have our division winners all locked up. So now we just got the three wild cards. Let's start with the AFC. If I'm picking it, I've got the... If we have the Ravens winning the North, then I've got the Bengals also making it as a wild card team. And then I've got two teams from the AFC West. So based in order, that would be the Chiefs and the Raiders. So hard not putting the Broncos in. Uh, I, I had this discussion with someone last night. There is a strong possibility. No, I wouldn't say strong possibility. There is a possibility that everyone in the AFC West just beats the crap out of each other and mm-hmm. someone ends up 7-10 and 10 because of it. And then a team like Pittsburgh, who's 8-9, and nine, can slide in. 8-9? So, yeah. Well, I, don't I don't either, but you know what? We're going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, no, that that's fair. So I'm I fine. Mean, I'm fine with. I don't know one wild card team coming from the West. Maybe two. How do no, we feel about I the Bengals know, making it? Do we feel good about that? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the Bengals down. So then it just comes down to: Are we picking? 
two teams from the AFC West, three teams from the AFC West. I mean, outside of the division winner, just so so it makes sense. Um, so two additional teams, or the entire division, or are we picking someone else from the North, the South, or the East? Wait, you're putting the Bengals in as a wild card? I put the Bengals in as a wild card because we had the Ravens winning the division. Okay, that means we only got two more left. Yes. And we, we gave one to the Chiefs. Right. So well, we we, we, talk, we mentioned the Chiefs. We didn't come to a consensus. So, so is we're, it, we're it, it going to be the Raiders, Broncos, Dolphins, or Titans? I'm, I'm fine with putting the Chiefs in there. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with the Chiefs in there too. I don't right. think the Titans make it on a wild card. I agree. I don't think uh, anyone else from the East makes it. Nope. I.e. the Dolphins. <sighs> North either. I'm going to go Broncos. I know that's not how we have the division ranked. But one of these so this comes down to really So bad. this comes down to a confidence meter. Do you feel more confident about having the Raiders finish third in the division or having the Broncos get a wild card? I'm going to go with Broncos. It's not a huge confidence meter, but... Let's ride. All right, let's go with the Broncos. Let's ride. Just no one paid too close attention to uh, these when we post them on Twitter. And like, how do you have the Broncos finishing last in the division but making the playoffs? Well, cra- crazier things have happened. Um so we got the AFC lockdown. NFC, we need our three wildcard teams. Um, looking One at from the it, West. So Rams or Niners. Okay, so we'll put the Rams in there. Because we have the Niners winning the division. Uh, Lions. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Packers. Yeah, and Packers. Sure, why not? Three from the North? Let's That's do right. it. No, no, they each get two free wins against the Bears and four free wins from the AFC. It's way more likely that like the Saints make it. I don't think so. Come on, guys. If you're saying the Vikings have to make it, then Lions. No, I'm. I. I cannot see three teams from the NFC North making it. You can have an addendum if you want. A what? What's up with you with these big words tonight, man? You're throwing me off. A salary, a, a salary addendum. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Okay, well, um, Andrew can have his own separate list. Fine, I'll put the lions down. Oh, this is spicy. Well, okay, hold on. We need to we need to check this real quick. Um, how many teams made the playoffs last year? We have the Bucks, the Bills, the 49ers. The Eagles, the Bengals, the Rams, and the Chiefs. So, so if you ask me, seven. here's the NFC teams that aren't making the playoffs this year that did last year. If you ask Cowboys. me, Cowboys, Cardinals, Packers. Okay. So those then are, we're not putting the Packers in. Teams. So then do we put the Saints in? I think so. Okay, I, I think like so it. too. Don't love it. Dang. Don't like it, but here we are. Hey, that gets us to that 50% number. That's seven new teams, seven uh, teams from last year. There you go. Three from the AFC. Or I'm sorry, four new teams from the AFC, three new teams from the NFC. Okay. To recap, in the AFC, we have the Bills, Chargers, Ravens, Colts, 
and then the Bengals, Chiefs, and Broncos. In the NFC, we have the Bucks, Niners, Eagles, Vikings, and then the Rams, Lions, and Saints. This is a surefire bet, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, we shall see. Let's let's see. Next up, do we want to get into Week One? Because we made go. it. I mean, we're recording this, guys. Tuesday night, our listeners are going to hear it Wednesday morning. So when they're listening to this, they've got like 36 hours to go until meaningful football is played in the NFL. Hey, it's amazing. And a week until NHL training camp starts. The countdown we're all paying attention to. (laughs) Um, Okay. Week one, let's start with the Thursday night football game. The game that's going to kick everything off this season. You have the bills at the Rams. The Bills on the road are a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over-under is set to 52-and-a-half. you got the points. Super Bowl winner from last year versus the Super Bowl favorite this year. Uh, I remember I was re-listening to the, to the division preview podcast, and when we each had, like, you know, pick your favorite bet from each division for the AFC East, Rosie was like, honestly, the best bet you can make here is just bet the Bills win the Super Bowl. It's going to happen. <laughs> so. Close. Rosie's very confident on uh, on the Bills. Um, what's our pull side on this game? Right now you have Buffalo as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Do we think that's fair? Do we think it's going to be a close game, a shootout? I mean... I think the Bills are going to cover for sure. Yeah, it's hard to not get a three-point win in the NFL these days. Okay, so we so we so you both like Buffalo minus two-and-a-half. Yep. Cover those points. Um yeah, I think I agree. It's, I don't know. I, I'm confused about the Rams this year. Just with the, the stuff with Stafford's shoulder and with Acres coming off an Achilles, like I just, it could just be business as usual for them, or they could come out the gate slow. Um, so I, I think I'm going to agree with you. I, I said think. this before. If the Bills have one weakness, it's against the run. You saw in that Patriots game last year, and I think Where the Mac Jags Jones threw like two. one pass. Right. <laughs> so I I think well Cam they Akers went out and they threw really the game. they threw the bag at Von Miller. So I mean that should help you would think. Right. Oh yeah, Von sure. Miller revenge game. Yeah. That's true. Which the, will they be giving him his Super Bowl ring during this game? Right. Are they going to do that? Because it's in LA. Huh? Well, like, aren't they going to hand out the rings? So will they they be giving one to Von Miller? I I thought they already did it. Did they? Okay. I didn't know if it was... I I couldn't remember if it was like the NBA because the NBA waits until like the first game of the season to do like the ring ceremony for the champion. Um, So I don't know if NFL did it like that. But okay, question about this game. Which... Number two wide receiver will have the better stat line. Gabe Davis for the Bills or Allen Robinson for the Rams? Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. That's my guy. Been talking about him all offseason. Gabe Davis for me too. uh, Isaiah McKenzie too. I think he could have a good game. Okay. Uh, If you had bought him when I said to, you'd be making some bank right now. Okay. Yeah, I'll say Gabe Davis, too. Uh, he's going to be coming up here later on in the podcast. Um, but, yeah, okay. Let's see. Moving wait, on to – We have a guest oh, speaker? 
Yeah. Gabe Davis joining the show. Tune in. <laughs> um, Ed Cream. Anything else on? So, okay, okay, quick. Over under 52 and a half. Bills versus Rams. Under. 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 Oh, wow. I thought one of us was going to take the over. That makes me nervous. I'll um, go over. Okay, there we go. Now I feel now I feel better. Sunday afternoon, three interesting games in that three o'clock slate. You've got the Packers going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Green Bay on the road is a one and a half point favorite. Over under is forty eight. Uh, we already talked about new regime in Minnesota. Uh, depleted Green Bay on- offense. No Devontae Adams. Let's just talk about it now, Trent. It's one of your one of your bets that we're going to talk about later on, but I think it just makes sense to hit it now. Um, this is kind of a little teaser, but we've got we've got three different categories for for bets that we're going to make for this week. Uh, favorite to cover the spread, underdog to win outright, and then our player prop that we like the most going into the week. So, Trent, I think your underdog to win outright is applicable to the Vikings being a one and a half point dog at home against the Packers. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, it wasn't an easy slate to pick from. So, I mean, this is, you could, you could claim that this is bias, which it probably is, but the other options I had were <laughs> probably <not that> <laughs> you've yeah, got like it a, might, it might be, it might You've be. You've got like a glowing be. Viking shrine behind you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I don't know. The, the only way I see the Vikings. I don't, Aaron Rodgers and Kirk haven't played yet at all this year. Kirk had COVID again. Aaron Rodgers just. How you many know, times has he got COVID? Two. Okay. It, f- it feels like a lot more. I feel like I hear about it like every few months. It's like Kirk Cousins test positive for COVID. I'm sure they talk about it all the time. Yeah, because you're not vaccinated. So what else is there to talk about? You're not vaccinated. You got to make, make an example of it. Anyways. Um, so you like the Vikings here to upset? I mean, calling it an upset. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. The only reason I see the, – the only way I see the Vikings lose this game is – they got no freaking clue what Green Bay is going to throw at them. No idea. Because the last five, six years, it's been, how are we going to cover Devontae Adams? So they spend the whole week trying to figure that out. And then mm-hmm. now, are they going to run the ball? Maybe. Are they going to, who are they going to throw to? Nobody knows who their number one receiver is. Everyone can guess, but nobody knows. Um, I'm going to make a call. Kirk Cousins two plus picks this game. Two plus. Mm-hmm. So, so two or at three? At least two, two or three. At least two. At least two. I could see that. <laughs> Packers nah. have a really good defense. I don't think they do. They they definitely do. They have a okay. I heard a uh, I heard a bold prediction about Justin Jefferson going in this year. They were saying that I mean it's it's a, it would be it would be crazy if this happened cuz it's it's a hot take but Justin Jefferson will be the first 2000-yard receiver this season. It could happen. Yep. 
It could. Um, I, I'm going to agree with you, Trent. I, I like the Vikings to upset here. It's only one and a half points, but they're at home. And I just, I could see it happening. I mean, what did the coordinator say? The devil is gone. Devil is gone. Man, Sa- Satan's out of the building. The bad <laughs> man can't hurt you anymore. Like, <laughs> that is one statement, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. So for that statement alone, I, I'm, I'm rolling with the Vikings here as well. Rosie. Yeah. Packers. Okay. Uh, let's see. Go Pack Go. Under... Oh my gosh. You watch your <laughs> whore mouth. Yeah, that felt gonna, so wrong. I'm going to have to bleep that out. Not what Trent said, what Rosie said. <laughs> I just wanted um, to give it for a spin. I'm sorry. It was terrible. Um, okay, so you have the Packers winning. So, I mean, unless they win by one, they're going to cover that spread. Over under real quick is currently set to 48. Under. I like the over. I kind of like the over too. Okay. I can't. I don't foresee a ton of defense being played in this game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I do think the Packers are going to shut down Dalvin Cook, though, which I don't think that's going to be an issue. Okay. Uh, next up, we have the Chiefs at the Cardinals. Kansas City is a four and a half point favorite on the road. The over under is set to fifty three and a half. You have the Chiefs without Tyree Kill versus the Sooner Cardinals of Marquise Brown and Kyler Murray. Boomer. I think we know how I feel. Man, you're just full of just <laughs> awful uh, taglines here. Go Pack Go and Boomer. Um, it's true. I think we know how I feel about this game, both in my defense of Mahomes and my feelings on the Cardinals. So I like Kansas City to win and cover this four and a half point spread on the road. Agreed. Okay, Trent. What was the thing? Four and a half points, Kansas City on the road against the Cardinals. Yeah, they cover. Okay. We all agree. So that means Cardinals going to win outright then. Shock the world. <laughs> um, over under 53 and a half. I like the over here. Under. I, th- I think you're getting 35 plus points just from the Chiefs alone. I'm going under as well. Okay, it's so just... Two- the, the, 53 and a half is a lot of points yeah. for week one. And a the Cardinals... They could be without Rondell Moore, Zachary. The Cardinals are uh, Kyler Murray's Mister September. Like if he's going to rack up the points, it's going to be this game, right? I see no flaw in the argument. <laughs> okay, so two unders and an over. Um, last game in the in the three o'clock slate, three thirty slate. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. Chargers are three point favorite in quotations at home. That's what you want to call it. Um, Over-under is set to 52. First division matchup between AFC West teams. Uh, Is this the start of the Herbert MVP campaign? Or, like last year, are the Raiders just going to play spoiled to the Chargers? How do we feel about this game? I I don't want to comment on it because I don't want to look like an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Well, we make picks here, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I think the Raiders are going to upset. I think so, Just too. Just because this division is going to be insane and everybody's going to be everybody. It's gonna Where be we great. go one, we go all. Give me the Raiders. I think it's been a uh, 
it's been a Chargers love fest all offseason. Everyone's all high on them. Some people are saying, you know, Herbert's better than Mahomes. A lot of people um, are saying that. And then that Monday morning, it's going to be like, whoa, wait, the Chargers are 0-1. Are they just going to be disappointing like they were last year? And I think the, I think the Raiders win. So we're all in agreement there. Uh, over under 52. I'll take the under on this. Over. Yeah, no defense to be de- had on this game. Yeah, I don't see a lot of defense here either. So over. I mean, both teams have, play- I mean, both teams have playmakers on the defensive end or on the like the defensive side of the ball, and the Raiders. Oh, the Chargers do. So are the Raiders. Chandler Jones. That's it. Oh, Max Crosby. Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. I mean, I thought Max Crosby was a kicker. <laughs> you're that's thinking Mason. of um that's his Mason brother Mason. yeah that's Mason. Yeah, <laughs> totally and the Raiders related. have like a bottom five offensive line so i don't know if they're gonna have a lot of offense or like i don't know if cars gonna have a lot of time to make things happen um okay so two two picks for the over one for the under let's go back to so we just did sunday afternoon let's do the noon games on sunday before we get to sunday night Quick little reminder. So I put it on all the socials today, uh, starting next Sunday. So starting week one of the NFL season throughout the entire season, we are going to be hosting a Twitter space every Sunday afternoon, immediately following the conclusion of the noon games. And so roughly around three, three fifteen, uh, the five of us, you know, hopefully most weeks, but at least a, a majority of us each week are going to hop into a Twitter space uh, it's going to be on the making the call Twitter account, which is at making the call one. So at making the call, the number one, we're going to be hopping into a Twitter space to recap the noon games, talk about the, the upcoming games that day. Um, any of you know, the big fantasy breakouts that we saw from the noon games. I mean, who knows, maybe Jamar chase will just have a 55 point bomb, um, on week one, but we're going to be talking about it all. It's, it's something we're going to be doing every week. It's something that we are all very excited for. We're hyped to be doing this. And if you've never been in a Twitter space before, it's going to be a lot of fun. We can bring up listeners to join the conversation. So you're not just going to get to listen to us talk about the games. We're going to be able to get you involved in the uh, in the discussion as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're there. Make sure you're following us at Making the Call One on Twitter so you can see whenever we go live um, starting this Sunday. So that's just a little reminder. Um, we're going to be talking we're I'll be I'll be letting you know a lot more leading up to it but I just wanted to take the time here before we talk about the noon games. Let's get into the noon games. So there in my opinion there's three interesting ones that are worth talking about. Uh we'll start in the AFC North. You have the Steelers on the road against the Bengals. Bengals are a 6 and a half point favorite here. The over under is 50 or I'm sorry, 44 and a half. Oh. That's a low over under point total right there. 44 and a half. Um, I think, do we all like the Bengals here? Yep. Do we like them to cover six and a half points? Nope. Yes. I, I think no as well. Six and a half points is a lot of points for a division game. Just one touchdown. The Bengals got that. I mm. could see a backdoor cover. Like I just... I could see where they're up. They're up ten with two minutes left, and Steelers go down and they score a touchdown. And I mean, and then Joe Mixon two... runs for sixty yards and a touchdown. That's yeah. what I see. I see Joe Mixon running this game out. 
Maybe. But yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Bengals win, but they do not cover. And Trent, that's what you're saying too. Yes. Okay. And then Rosie, you you are saying that they are gonna win and cover over under forty four and a half. I mean. Yes. Over. Over Push. for Rosie. Trent. I'm going over. Okay, I'll go under. Just so we don't all agree, because it always makes me nervous when everyone says that they like the same bet. Um, Next game, you got the Eagles at the Lions. The hard knock, darling Detroit Lions against a team that is, I think has gotten more buzz in recent weeks. I mean, is there a team that's gotten more buzz than the Eagles? I mean, it just, they went from being second second best uh, odds in the NFC East to now the clear favorite. They are a four-point favorite on the road in Detroit. Over/under is forty-eight and a half. I, I'll say the Eagles win. And yeah, I'll, I mean, four points isn't a lot. I'm going to say they cover as well. Listen, man, we're going to take you out into the ocean, and we're going <laughs> to drown you. But this week, no, I think the Eagles have our number. So Eagles win and cover. Yeah, they're just probably one of the best teams in the NFC, quietly. And specifically against the Lions, who are horrible against running quarterbacks. It's going to be rough. Yeah. Eagles winning cover. Eagles winning cover as well. Okay. All right. Uh, Over under at 48 and a half. Under. Under. Yeah, I think under as well. Uh, final one in the noon noon slate. You've got the Baker Mayfield revenge game. Browns traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers. The Panthers at the time they were a two point favorite. I think some money has come in on the Browns because now it is they are a one and a half point favorite at home Who? against the Browns. Yeah, who's Panthers? Betty on Brissett. I don't know. The I city just... of Ohio or Cleveland. The city of Ohio. City of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I caught myself. It doesn't count. <laughs> Um, this, I mean, this is basically a money line spread, right? One and a half points. I like, I like the Panthers here. I like Baker going up against his old, his old team and versus Jacoby Brissett. Same hard to argue. All right. Lots of analysis here. I like it. Um, so we're all taking the Panthers to win, uh, and cover since the one and a half point spread over under 41 and a half. Over. That's a that's a low point total right there. That that is telling me that Vegas thinks we have two bad offenses going at it. I'm going with the over. I think we got a good offense in Carolina for week one at least. <laughs> Baker with five touchdowns and three picks. I can the see old it. Baker special. Yep. Okay. Um, so wait, so you're going over, Rosie? Yep. All right. I will go I'll go under. Make it interesting. That is All right. terrible. Trent, so let's so we're going into our picks now, our our favorite bets at least. Trent, you already hit your underdog to win outright. So we'll go with that first. Rosie, do you have an underdog to win outright that you really like this week? Not that I really like, but we talked about them earlier, the Raiders over the Chargers. I think it can happen. 
Raiders over the Chargers. Okay, that's it's gonna break my streak though. I got a seven win streak going. Dang, dude! From last year, sound very confident in this pick. Do Do you want a cookie? <laughs> um, all right, my underdog to win outright is I have the Jags as a two and a half point underdog on the road against the Commanders, and. I made my case for the Jags earlier when we were talking about the AFC South and Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders. I see the Jags upsetting the commies. So that's 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 my underdog twin out right there. <laughs> the comrades. Comrades. <laughs> uh, favorite to cover the spread, Trent. I'm going Tampa minus two and a half against the Cowboys. Okay. Any reason why? Because I think the Cowboys are are terrible. (laughs) Gosh, dang it. I missed it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't, I don't think, yeah, I think Tampa's going to kind of steamroll the Dallas Cowboys. There's just, there's just a whole lot of uh, parody, I should say, week one for the Dallas Cowboys, especially on the offensive line. Hmm. I don't think anyone's had a worse offseason than the Cowboys did. Yeah, I would tend to agree. <laughs> I would tend to agree. Okay, I don't I don't hate that pick at all, Trent. Uh, Rosie, favorite to cover the spread? Uh, I got the Dolphins over the Patriots at minus three and a half. Ooh, I like it. I think the Dolphins are going to absolutely slap the crap out of the Patriots. Yeah. It's just yeah. the Dolphins. I'm not a big Dolphins fan. And so I think after this game, you sell all of your Dolphins players, Tyreek, Tua, all those guys. Um, but the Patriots are going to be a bad team this year. You might be talking about a top five pick. People don't know it yet. Patriots and the Cardinals, two top five, you know, bottom five teams. I like it. <laughs> That's right. So, all right. So Miami to cover three and a half points against the Patriots. I like that. My favorite to cover the spread, I've got 49ers as a seven-point favorite against the Bears. Um, I think they are at least tied for the, yeah, they're tied for the largest uh, point spread. Uh, The Colts are favored by seven against the Texans. You have the Ravens by seven against the Jets. Um, I think the Bears are the worst team in, in the NFL, and I think 49ers could win by more than a touchdown without ever throwing a throwing a pass. Just the outside zone running scheme of Kyle Shanahan is enough to win by more than seven against the Bears. And I am going to be saying a prayer for Justin Fields before Sunday because his offensive line is going to be going at, going to be trying to protect him from the 49ers defensive line. And that sounds terrible. That does not sound like a fun three hours. Uh, Can I talk about a fantasy guy really quick? Sure. On the Bears. This is a guy that Trent knows, I think. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset, he got cut by the Vikings after they signed Jalen Rager. I th- I think he's a traded. pretty good player. Oh, he traded for Jalen Rager. Which is um, just so funny. <laughs> it, <really laughs> it is, is pretty funny. <laughs> Poor Rager. But anyway, the, the Bears picked him up, and they have, behind Darnell Mooney, they have Byron Pringle and Equinemius St. Brown. So I... I think that Amir Smith-Marset might be the second best receiver on this team. 
and then I he can look for I think he is. Pick him up. Okay. I wouldn't say um, that, but in Dynasty. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Uh, so those are our favorites to cover the spread underdog to win outright before we get to the player props. Um, we still need to talk about Sunday night football and Monday night football. So let's do that real quick. Sunday night football kind of already talked about it a little bit. It's the Cowboys versus the Vikings. Cowboys are hosting the, or not the Vikings, sorry, the Buccaneers. Cowboys are one and a half point underdog at home against Tampa over under a set to 50. Which team do you think is going to feel the injuries to the offensive line the most? Because that's kind of been one of the big storylines. How about them Cowboys? Boys. Yeah. Is Dak just going to be under duress the entire game? Yep. I I think that Dak doesn't handle pressure very well. And Tom Brady is the best in the NFL at handling pressure. He's the best at getting rid of the ball quick. Mm -hmm. I don't know about handling pressure. Well, that's how you how you do it. Yeah, I guess. Who knows? Okay. Um, who, so, Trent, you like the Viking, or I'm sorry, you like the Bucks to win yep, and cover like in this Vikings. game. <laughs> Rosie, what's your pick on this? Yeah, I'll take Bucks to cover. All right, I will do the same. Over under of fifty. I'm going to take the under. I'll take the over. I'll take the over too. Okay. Monday Night Football. You have the Russell Wilson. Returning to his old stomping grounds game, the Seahawks hosting the Broncos Monday night football. Denver is a six and a half point favorite over under is 43. Russell Wilson is going to be facing that rowdy Seahawks crowd as an opponent for the first time ever. How do we feel about this game? I was hoping the plan here was for Alex to be on the podcast, but last minute unforeseen circumstances, he could not be. But I was really looking forward to asking him just where he, where his headspace was going into this game. But we'll have to do our best without him. Um, how do we feel about this game? The Broncos are a much better team than the Seahawks are. So I think Russell's going to – he's going to be uh, cheesy about it, but he'll win. I'm taking the Broncos to win, but not to cover. I think it's going to be a closer game than people think. Just week one of a new offense. I don't know. I can see it. I think that this game is going to be so close that the Seahawks are actually going to win. (laughs) I don't see it. Maybe if uh, Kenneth Walker was healthy, then I'd be on your team. But I just, you always, like, I feel like Monday night games, more than other primetime slots are where the really, really weird stuff happens in the NFL. And the very first Monday night game, you could see, I mean, I, I can, I can close my eyes and I can just, I can picture it like first drive of the game for the Broncos. There's like a, a turnover a defensive touchdown for the Seahawks. They're automatically up seven, nothing to start the game. You go into halftime, Geno Smith throws together a drive and it's like 14 to three going into halftime. You're like, Whoa, wait a second. How did, how did this happen? Seahawks were six and a half point favorite. Uh, I just, Trent, what are you doing? I'm clearing my car, brother. There was, there was a spec. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm putting my name to it. I'm taking the Seahawks to win. 
just outright money line. Um, I need to look up what those odds are, but I think this is going to be one of those weird games where Monday or, you know, Tuesday morning, we're going to be like, how did that happen? So that's what I'm, that's what I'm going with. But sounds like It'd both be pretty of you funny though. I'd like it. The, the, I kind of want it for the content, right? Like, yeah. Is Russ just, cooked? <laughs> <laughs> we let Russ cook and his food was terrible. Uh, let's let's see. If you, if you took the Broncos, let's see. Hold on. That's week two. Here we go. Nine. So if you just took the Seahawks to win outright, it's plus 215 are their odds. So just over two to one odds to win outright. Um, whereas the Seahawks are like minus 260. I'm sorry. The Broncos are minus 260 to, to win. If you just took the money line there. Um, all right. Over under, what do we got here? Over under for the Seahawks. And Broncos is 43. I like the over. I'll take the under. I'll take the under too. It's Seattle in October, man. Or what is it? September? Yeah. September. That. Yeah. It's going to rain. Not going to be a whole lot of passing. Okay. Um, so the last little category for bets that we had was player props. Uh Rosie, you want to start us off? What's a player prop that you really, really like this this uh, this week, and one that you're you probably already bet on in sleeper squads, especially in that making the call sleeper squad? That if you, the listener, are not in, you should absolutely join because it's only going to pick up now that we're football season. It's a very fun group. Um, I got Acres over forty-one and a half rush yards. I feel like that's pretty easy. I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to do it with splitting fifty-fifty with Henderson, and I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Trent, what do you have? I'm going Matthew Stafford over 0.5 interceptions. So he's going to throw an interception. I don't know if he got him that. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to throw an interception. Okay. Um, all right. So so we're, I'm just going to keep it going because we all, all of our player props are for the Thursday night game. So these are ones that you can – Throw into a sleeper squad contest right now, and you'll, you know, by the end of Thursday night, you'll know whether or not it hit or not. Um, I'm going with Gabe Davis over 56 and a half receiving yards. The Bills obviously playing the Rams Thursday night football. Stephon Diggs is going to be matched up against Jalen Ramsey, number one cornerback for is the he Rams. Healthy? I was trying to look that up just now because I know he had surgery like a month ago. What I've been seeing is that he's going to be, he's going to be good to go. Uh, this was September second. Good to go. Jalen Ramsey ready to roll week one. So ready to roll. See, good to go. Just different saying. Um, the last time Stephon Diggs played against Jalen Ramsey, it was week three of the 2020 season. So his first season with the Bills, and he had six targets for four receptions for 49 yards. And so, and he had a touchdown. Um, But I think in terms of the intermediate passing game, maybe not so much in the red zone, but just getting the ball down the field, I think Diggs is going to be a little more locked up than he's used to being um, on a, on a week by week basis for the bills. And so I think that number two role, you're going to see Gabe Davis just continue the incredible performance he had in that playoff game against the chiefs. And He's set to what, 54 and a half or 56 and a half receiving yards. I think he has a good chance to get into triple digits. 
Um, so, he only needs to get to 57. So I like it. Rosie. Yeah. Acres line is up to 43 and a half now. Do you still take that? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, pretty easily. Okay. I'm just so, I'm just throwing together a prize picks. Okay. I really hope uh, Gabe Davis goes off and has like 150 yards or something because I got a bet in my other league, a $50 bet, that Gabe Davis will be a top 36 wide receiver. So He does not have to do a lot to get that. <laughs> no, I know. but I, That's it? Top 36? I can't wait to rub it in this guy's face. So let's start that, that off week one. Um, okay. So those are our player props that we, that we really like going into week one. Rosie, I think you had a few fantasy. Well, actually, before we get to your fantasy questions, let me say this. So Alex, even though he couldn't be here, he is a man of the people. He came up with a noon game parlay for week one. And so it's just money lines across six games. So you're just picking the winner of six games. And he has, I hope Utah's not involved. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the Ravens, the saints, the Panthers, the 49ers, the Bengals and the Colts all winning their games. If you parlay those six together, this is the best part. You bet $10 to win 69. Nice. So thought that was a good parlay. So that is that is his uh, his noon slate parlay for you going into week one. Rosie, you have some fantasy questions you want us to run through. These are just some general ones that I think we should touch on before the league year starts. So number one, who is your guy? So the person that you own in most of your and leagues. Most leagues? Oh, I got a good one for this. Uh, mine is Saquon Barkley. I own him in every single league. And second place is Captain Kirk, of course. I own him in all but one league. <laughs> Cody, if you're listening, I hate you, and I hope that your team sucks. Because of Kirk. <laughs> so your so yours is Saquon. Yes. So you I, think I had, you think Saquon's going to be healthy and? I think Saquon's going to have a fantastic year, and I have him on every single one of literally every single one of my fantasy teams to prove. Or to back my opinion. He scares me, man. Well, yeah, but I mean, so does Russia. But here we are. <laughs> they don't scare me. Yeah, sure. They don't <laughs> scare me either. Okay, so. They have a letter in the alphabet called Miakni Snock. <laughs> <laughs> That's a letter in the Russian alphabet. Anyways, continue. Anyways, so Saquon's That's your That's your Russian slander for the day. um i i don't like i that is a good guy to have in my opinion i'm high on him as well i think i've tried to trade for him from you in a few of our leagues i've got him in one of mine that i'm happy about um i think you're right i think jefferson is yours see now i don't want him that bad (laughs) um but i think he's i think he's gonna have a top three year from the running back position. I, if there's a, if there's a guy who can, who has the skill set to do what McCaffrey can do when he's healthy, it's Saquon. Have you seen his quads? They're insane. (laughs) Um, Rosie, who's your, or do you want me to go? My guy. Yeah, you go. Okay. So I don't know. I, can I say two? 
Sure, as long can. as one of them is Danny Dimes. No, he's not. <laughs> well, <then> so no. <laughs> one of the guys that I have, I have him in two of my leagues, and I don't know if I'll ever trade him in like any trade packets. It's just Kyle Pitts. I mean, from a dynasty standpoint, it just I had him last year and he had one touchdown and was still what like a top he was tight in four, I think, on the year. Maybe three. Not hard to do. Um and if you just get a little bit of touchdown regression, if you get more than one touchdown, then you're looking at a very different season. And it was six, by the way. Tight end six. But he did something that a rookie tight end had never done in like sixty years. And that was get over a thousand receiving yards. So I just, I, I don't know if I could be higher on Kyle Pitts. Um, so he's mine. If I'm going with like a young guy, uh, for me, it's Sky Moore. Wide receiver for the Chiefs. I, I just, I, he, he was kind of, he was my guy going in the draft. I was like, wherever he goes, he's going to be a stud. And he did, of course, goes to the Chiefs. I'm like, okay, well now this is unfair. Like he's going to be awesome. Just his ability to get separation and yards after the catch. It just, I, I think he's going to be a really, really nice NFL player. So I've got him in a few leagues as well. Um, Rosie, who do you have? Well, it's no surprise, and I won't talk on him long, but it's Cam Akers. I, I honestly, at the beginning of the year, like back in February, I was pretty confident that everybody would have him as a top 10 running back. And he just looked really bad in the playoffs, even though he's coming off a Achilles. And I just think that that's not going to bother him now. And you saw McVay favor Acres like with 100% of the snaps. And then he was so bad that they had to take him off. But I, I think you're going to see it on Thursday. Acres is going to be the guy. And I have him in all my leagues, hmm. which is a lot. Probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> You're all in on acres. Yep. That's it. Okay. So my second question, and this is probably my favorite question. What player have you trashed on that you're afraid is going to do well this year? Trent, go first. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I need I don't think that needs an explanation. But I'll give it to you because you're asking. Go for um, it. Yeah. If, if Aaron Rodgers plays like a top five quarterback again, Packers are going to be an issue. So, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron I don't Rodgers. Want the Packers, I don't want the Packers to be an issue. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get hurt. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Rose um, and I simultaneously crossed our fingers on stream. <laughs> Didn't even see each other do it. Just did it instinctually. <laughs> see, for me, and I don't know. I don't know if I've trashed him from a fantasy sense or just like from a football standpoint, but it's Kyler. Like, I I would, I don't want Kyler on any of my fantasy teams, but there's, I mean, there's a, it's a very realistic world where he's just the best quarterback in fantasy this year. That could happen. Um, so that's probably the one that I'm most nervous about just eating my words about, but, um, yeah, so that's mine. Well, then we have three quarterbacks cause mine's Tua. Oh, that's there's, a good one. There's no reason for him to be bad other than his talent. And that's what I've trashed on in the off season. But 
man, he has all the weapons to be really good and the draft capital too. So could be really wrong on him. Hmm. So my okay. last question, who is your biggest bust this year? And I'll so, start us off. So a lot. So elaborate. So what exactly do you mean? Yeah. So the guy that is getting drafted the highest that you think is going to suck. Oh, I've got, I've got an easy one, but go ahead, Rosie. Mine's ETN. I think that, Ooh, a lot of hype around ETN and I just don't see it. He, um, man, I'm the opposite. I'm trying to get him in every league that I'm in. Yeah. It's just coming out of college. He was talked about as like the past catching back but he really only did it one year and i'm just worried that if they try to use him as a pass catching back he just doesn't know how to run routes because he doesn't he just has okay hands and i think james robinson is a better running back than him so where does that leave etn on a bad offense probably outside of the top 30 rbs so he's getting drafted as like the rb 15 i think Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I completely disagree. I think ETN's going to have a breakout year. Um, I think that he's a, I think he's a lock to be a top 24 running back. Be an RB2. I don't okay. think he's going to break into like top 10, but I think it's always, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum with him. So I'm curious to see how, how his season's going to shape out. Trent, who do you have? I have uh, going out to the West coast here with Debo Samuel. Love it. Homeboy had eight rushing touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. He's not going to have eight rushing touchdowns this year. He had six receiving touchdowns, which is it's respectable is what it is. But, I mean, he could probably still do that, but he's he's losing 48 points. He might have one or two rushing touchdowns, but he's not going to have eight. And he's being drafted as, like, the wide receiver three in some leagues. And I just – I don't see that happening at all, especially with all the news of Brandon Ayuk actually, you know what, showing up to practice. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Trey Lance. Not sleeping is, with Shanahan's wife. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> he he did it last year, apparently. Talk about a curveball. Anyways. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, Debo Samuel. I think that he's being drafted way too high. I don't think he's that great. And if you have him, trade him now. Wow. His stock, his stock, is, his stock will never be higher than it is right now. You forgot the most important part, too, is he is injury prone, like really bad. Like he's probably one of the most injury prone wide receivers in the NFL right now. Just because of the way he plays last year was his only healthy season and he didn't even play all 17 games. So he could bust that way too. Hmm. Um, I don't hate that at all. I think if there's, if there's any, any player that, it, I mean, if, yeah, I don't hate that at all. I think Debo Samuel definitely takes a step back just rushing touchdowns alone and you get a, you get a running quarterback like Trey Lance in there. I mean, that's just the, that's the easy candidate for someone who's going to eat in to those red zone touches. Um, 
So I don't, I don't disagree at all. Mine, Rosie is going to hate. I'm staying in the West division, but I'm going to the AFC and it's Javante Williams. He is getting drafted in the first round right now. And there's a world where he's the second best running back in fantasy this year on his own team. <laughs> there's no way. There's a world what, where what? Melvin Gordon just has more fantasy points. What than world Andrew, are you living in? Andrew, <laughs> come on, man. Guys, they split carries last year. They I don't care. He's a rookie. 50-50 split. They let him go in free agency and how then brought him times, back for chump change. How many times, though, have we seen the young running back just lose carries and lose just playing time because of the veteran who's been there before and knows the playbook. Only if they're um, a rookie. Let's see. As a Cowboys fan, I wonder if I can think of another example of that. It, it happens all the time. Yeah, but Javante was drafted difference. to replace Melvin Gordon. There's a huge difference in that. There is. Ezekiel Elliott's getting paid a crap ton of money. I'm just saying that Javante Williams is being drafted like a sure thing, and he's not. Not when there's Melvin Gordon there. Like he had the second most broken tackles last year, and that's that's a stat that tells you that you're a good player. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, was I'm first. not. I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm talking purely from a fantasy production standpoint. There's a if they signed just... Melvin Gordon to like an okay deal and didn't let him walk in free agency, then I might agree with you. They gave him like ten bucks and a pair of shoes. <laughs> Worn cleats. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's so let's let me let me throw this other this other wrinkle into the mix. New head coach for the Denver Broncos. Nathaniel Hackett. That means he's gonna favor Javante even more. Where where is where is Nathaniel Hackett coming from? The Packers. Did they just use one running back in Green Bay? No. That's because Aaron Jones was hurt. But even when Aaron Jones came back, they were still using AJ Dillon. Not if really. you're comparing AJ Dillon and Melvin Gordon, I think yeah. there's a big discrepancy there. It's just it's the same thing. And difference. they know that. They know Aaron Jones is on the way out. They know AJ Dillon is the running back of the future in Green Bay. They know that. I'm just, I'm just saying, I think Javante Williams is getting drafted like he's McCaffrey or like just just for this year. Um just for this just, year, I would I would take Joe Mixon over Javante Williams any day of the week. I would too. Okay. <laughs> but Javante Williams line. is getting drafted ahead of Joe Mixon. Yeah, I mean, I would I would take Javante as a top ten running back. I think that's a lot. I think it's more likely he finishes outside the top twenty. <laughs> All right, man. But we'll see. It's a hot I'm gonna grab another piece of pizza and let you guys have this. No, no, that's it. I think we We're have done. come we have come to the end. That's a good place to end it. Um, that's gonna do it for the podcast. Everyone, we made it through the offseason. We made it through the summer. We made it through preseason. We made it through training camp. Rosie made it through hard knocks. It's just time, baby. It's Weeping tears of joy. Football season is back. Uh, Thursday night, just clear your schedule. We got Bills versus Rams, and then we just got a full slate. Like this is, it's, I, I cannot believe we made it. It's so great to have football back in our lives. 
Um, like I said, like I mentioned before, Twitter spaces every Sunday afternoon around three o'clock. Um, be looking out for those. It's the Twitter account at making the call one. Uh, so be looking for those. Join the conversation with us. Join our NFL coverage. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will be back next Tuesday morning. We will be in your podcast feed, breaking down the week one action. Uh, we'll be moving to Tuesday morning podcasts for the, for the NFL season. Monday on Twitch. Monday on Twitch. Monday evening. Twitch.tv slash making the call Tuesday morning if you're listening to us in podcast form. That's all I've got, guys. I hope everyone has a great rest of the week. Uh, real quick, the dad joke. Um, Trent mentioned Russia earlier, so it's actually a, you know a little it's a little fitting that you already mentioned them. Uh, I saw this the other day, and I just I I got an I got a good laugh out of it. So Putin dies and goes to hell. After a while, he's given a day off for good behavior. So he goes to Moscow, enters a bar, orders a drink, and asks the bartender, "Is Crimea ours?" "Yes, it is." And the Donbass, also ours. Kiev? We got that too. Satisfied, he drinks and asks, thanks, how much do I owe you? Five euros. <laughs> it's not a dad joke, but... Trent's confused. Yeah, I got Euros, Trent. Moscow is now a part of the European Union. They don't use their Russian rubles anymore. Uh... It's a currency joke, man. Come on. Oh, I get it. You didn't think it made sense. Okay. Um, We'll end it there. That's the podcast. I hope everyone has a fantastic week. Enjoy the football. Join us this Sunday afternoon on the Twitter spaces. We will see you then.